I think it usually sounds all right. I just want to get rid of my echo. But I had all my boxes like set aside at work uh, in the men's changing rooms and some fucker took them. Because I'm like a, I, t- I told you before, I'm like a box dealer. Yeah. So I unpack a load of boxes. People are always like, oh, can you save me some boxes, Rich? And um, one of the radiographers came back from holiday and fucking took them all. Motherfucker. So I have to start, I have to start my collection again. Just go to Lidl. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I, honestly, though, if I wait just a couple of days at work, I'll have a massive collection again. Yeah. Um, and I've got a massive roll of bubble tape, like huge. Oh, sick. So I've got a, like, <laughs> it's going to be a right little, um, right little project. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I think it's going to look. I think it's going to look so funny if someone has to come in here in an emergency. No. Like the house is on fire, and one of my roommates comes in. It's just like a big couple box. <laughs> this is oh, you, br- yeah, okay. you bring a girl home after like a night out. And you're like, don't, don't <laughs> mind recording. Oh, dead way. The room is don't very soundproof. Box. It's like oh, okay. Scared <laughs> <laughs> a bit, Dennisy, up in here. Hello, and welcome to Pisces. We're playing the Delta Green campaign Impossible Landscapes by Dennis Detweiler, adapted to be set in the UK. My name is Rich, and I'm the handler. My players are Jordan as Working Agent Nero, and Ed as Working Agent Gonzo. Please be aware, Delta Green games contain uncomfortable topics, including graphic violence, and depictions of mental illness. Let's begin. Last time we finished with you two opening what is normally the rooftop door, and you opened it into what looks like a, a turn of the century smoking lounge with plush leather chairs and a, a fire roaring in one wall and a big bar in one corner uh, and a row, rows and rows of, um, of shelves with books on and even one of those little wheelie ladders on one side. And there was a man at the bar drinking scotch who had a, a kind of old-fashioned dress on, like 1930s kind of style, and he notices you and he hustles over and he, he pops his hand out and he says, uh, Mark Rowak, nice to meet you, fellas. Just shake your hand. Um, Nero puts his hand out to shake it and Oof. says well it seems like you've been expecting us Mr. Rock no oh, what, what was your name pal uh, how's it a guess I don't I don't know well my name is uh, Brian Potter Brian Potter it's a pleasure another English fella huh and you I'll just hand out to you, Gonzo. I'm, uh, I'm gonna throw a look at Nero, and then I'll just like sort of hesitantly put my hand out. Gethin, Gethin Jones. Give it a good shake. Gethin Jones. How you doing? Uh, so, fellas. Random uh, question for you: How firm is his handshake? It's um, it's pretty firm. Okay, it's a man who means business. It's pretty firm. There's nothing yeah, worse than a vice grip. Over firm handshake. I'm not into that. So at the moment you're in the kind of in the doorway. You just come near the door, back downstairs is slowly closing. And Mark says, 
Come over to the bar, fellas. You want a drink? Again, I'm just gonna look at you know, the shooting that I look across and just sort of like shrug. Okay. So as the door is slowly closing, as if it I imagine it's like a, a fire door, that sort of Yeah. 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 Um I'm just gonna um hold it and have a look back and if I were to look down the stairs it's still the McAllister. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as he's walking away to the bar, um, Nero's going to turn to Mark and just say, Oh, Mark, uh, what's the uh, the name of this bar? Oh, it's the, it's the bar in the hotel. Wh- which hotel is that? Sorry, we- we've had a few scotches down the road and, uh, you know. It's the hotel. Hotel Brado, Ben. Okay, so... While that's going on, I'm just thinking in my head. Broadlebin, Broadlebin, Broadlebin. Fuck, that's the one in New York. That's, that's the one in New York on the notes. Fuck. Um, are you going over to the bar? Are you letting the door close? What are you doing? Nero lets go of the door and starts to walk over to the bar. I <laughs> will second you. As we walk you over, get over to the... sorry, as we're walking over to the bar, Anira's just gonna whisper to um, Gonzo, "In for a penny, in for a pound." Well, hopefully, we get a free drink out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the bar, and Mark. He kind of does a theatrical look around. And he goes, oh, "I guess the barman isn't here." Uh, he totals around the other side of the bar, and he's like, "What can I get you, fellas?" I tell you what, I've, I've had a few, so I'll just have a, uh, a soda water, if that's okay. A <laughs> soda water? He, um, he, he gets a glass out and fills it with ice. And then pours, um, like, three fingers of vodka in and a splash of soda. He goes, here, buddy, here's your, here's your soda water. What about you, pal? Uh, uh what, what would you recommend? What's the house special? Scotch on the rocks. That's my special, anyway. Scotch on the rocks it is, then. Pours you a scotch on the rocks, shoots it over to the bar, shoots it over the bar to you. Um, while we're, he's pouring the drinks, can I have a look around and sort of establish that it's definitely, a night, like, the decor is 1920s? It seems that way, yeah. Yeah. The art decory kind of style, yeah. Okay, so I, I give him a wry smile to the vodka and say, um... Cheers, son. Ah, listen, Mark, um, how are we getting away with this? It's, uh, surely it's we're in, you know, the fuzz will be on us for this prohibition malarkey. The fuzz? You know, the carpers, as you'd say. Oh, oh you guys in your English slang, you don't have to worry about any, any police around here, fellas. And he uh, lifts up his glass to cheers you. Um, what I will ask for is should have asked for about ten minutes ago is um, a sanity roll. I please. was about to say that is both of you. Either you got incredibly kind or was just hardened. <laughs> Oof. Seven under fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Twelve under sixty. That's two successes, yeah. Yes. yes. Surprisingly unfazed by this. What are you two fellas doing in the hotel then, eh? Well, uh, I'll be up. We're just uh, here on work. 
Yeah, we uh, we found ourselves just uh, we we wandered in off the streets. It's a beautiful place. What brings you uh, to Hotel Bordelbin? Wandered off off the streets. Well, how else do you get into a hotel? Hmm. What did you do for work, fellas? Education. Teaching. <laughs> With education. Yeah, I'm just going to fumble my words. <laughs> and just sort of glance over at Nero. It's like, oh, I think mistakes. <laughs> Feel sorry for those kids. Me, myself, I'm a bit of a PI. You know, a private investigator. Oh, are you? Not after me, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. I've never met you in my life, so you're right, you're right. Okay, if you say so, fella. Anyway, what brings you here? Oh, I live here. Oh, in the... I live in the hotel. In the hotel? That's uh, that's unusual. Well, I moved here a couple of years ago. Just didn't see the, see the point of leaving. Oh, where'd you come from? Uh, me, I'm from... Um, from Minnesota originally. I travelled all over. I'm a travelling salesman, you see. Ah, what is it you sell? It's none of that um, elixir of life stuff, is it? No, it's doorknobs. <laughs> the doorknob salesman. How's business? I give a, a wry look to, um, <laughs> to Gonzo. He's like, is he fucking kidding? <laughs> I I think we're all good for knobs. Seems like he's uh, seems like he's straight. How long have you been working here? I don't work in the hotel. I just said thirty seconds ago <laughs> I'm a doorknob salesman. But but you don't. So wait wait you don't work in don't work in the hotel. No, he, oh, no. I live here. Yeah, just the way you pour us a drink. I thought uh, <laughs> I thought maybe you uh. Oh yeah, the barman isn't here. I mean, I'm a regular. It would be fine. I can put it on my tab. Whenever he gets back. I was just sort of like, ah, sorry. Is he regularly away? Which say, Uh Is he regularly regularly away? Uh, Harry? No, not really. Yes, tonight, I guess. Uh, anyway, shall we um sit down in one of those comfy booths over there before someone else walks in and thinks that you are working here? You fellows, go right ahead. I'm going to stay at the bar. Thank you. So yeah, Nero walks away, uh, takes his vodka. Um, he hasn't had a sip yet. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's walking away, he takes a sip just to see if it even is real. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And takes a seat in the booth. Cool. Well, uh, they're not really booths; they're just like big armchairs. Yeah. Big luxurious uh, armchairs. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I said, yeah, there's a roaring fire. There's a, there's a wall with a load, load of bookcases in. And then at the back, there's a doorway that leads out into what it looks like a corridor. Okay, so... What are you doing, Gonzo? Uh, I'm sort of just, like, silently in shock, taking it all in. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm just going to sort of glance back at the, the door we came through. Is that still... It's closed now. There? It's there, It's closed, yeah. but the door is still there. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Um... I'll, I'll lean in and take like a big swig of my scotch. Uh, never been much of a scotch drinker. But I'll just sort of like... You cough. Pull that like <laughs> face. Yeah, it's like a... Ugh, <laughs> delicious. Uh, <laughs> what is going on here? This is... So... We're, we're upstairs. On the roof. In the past. Is that... Am I, am I right so far? 
So where are you? Did you join Nero? You still at the bar? Oh yeah. I know. I wandered over. I okay. was whispering to, whispering to, to good old Mark. Just like, hey Mark, we're in the past now. No, I'll, uh, I'll wander <laughs> yeah, over, yeah, sit yeah. down with, with Nero, and just, yeah, just lean in, like, so. What? I, uh, I think that's what's happened. Um, we're in the past, across the Atlantic, in Hotel Broadalbin. Now, didn't um, didn't the architect of the McAllister design this place too? Yeah, I think he did. And I'm just gonna get out my little notepad and flick through it just to sort of like validate that. And I'll nod, but yep, yep, all in here before he murdered all those kids. Fantastic. And did we um, <laughs> did we find check that book? Did we find that little note? And that had Odell Broadlebin on top. Would that sort of uh, floor plan, say in basement or something. Oh, uh, the um, it was a, a napkin, napkin, wasn't it? And then, and I'll look down at what I assume there'll be some napkins floating around in this place. It wasn't a napkin. It was headed stationery. It was headed stationery. So, like a piece of paper. Is there any with, um, with hotel broadalbin, New York City, on the top? Coasters or napkins or anything like that would have the hotel name on at the moment. Um, no, there isn't. Okay. I mean, he says we're, we're there, but I mean, how do we prove it? Well, uh, at the moment, we just have to not rest on our laurels and assume assume the worst. <laughs> All I know is this place wasn't here last night. There's a so. There's something from the last case, i got to tell you. There's a... After we left, I, I couldn't quite leave it alone fully. So I, I just started... I'm gonna, at the same time, I'm just going to like scratch my like inside... Where my chest, where my inside pocket is. Uh, like hold that a little bit. Uh, look, there's... That bit of wood. I mean, we both know it wasn't just wood. It... I think it summoned something from somewhere, but... You know, maybe... This place is that where you know maybe we're not actually back in time. Maybe we're just in the other place. If that makes sense. Question: Do I remember? Do I have? Do I have the knowledge of your real name? Ooh, great question. I don't um, think so. I don't yeah. I, I don't think I ever okay, told you. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just gonna take a sip. Of my triple vodka and soda. <laughs> just pop it down on the table. And look you square in the face. And just say, Now is not the time to dwell on the past. If the bark did summon something. We don't have it. We don't know what it does. We need to deal with the... Let's be, let's be present, Gonzo, yeah? We can talk about that when we're not... Up shit creek without a paddle. We've got two. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm just, I was just gonna say it's a. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's all about that, but it's a. Uh, you know. These things they they don't have to be to be isolated. There's, you know, this could be a whole, a whole, plane connection. You know, we could be walking to a different dimension right now, and everything's connected. You know, 
we don't necessarily have to be somewhere else in time. We could just be somewhere else in space. I know that sounds insane and that doesn't make any sense, but you know, time travel is one thing, but dimensions and it's another. I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe we're not, not actually anywhere else. Maybe we're just right here in a different dimension where this building is. <laughs> I've just got to sip another big so sip of my drunk off that Or maybe already. I'm just getting insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe my brain's just scrambled from the last few days. You're saying things don't make any sense when you're sitting in a 1930s like gentleman smoking room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you're explaining, I'm like, looking up with my eyes going like ping pong left to right trying to work out what you're saying, and I was like, <laughs> I think I know it's what you're saying. Just it's it's we're in we're in London, but we're not in London. We're in a different New York City. Yeah, that sort of. And he shakes his head, snaps out of it, and he and he's like, either way, we've got two, two way like two doors. We've got back down the stairs, if the stairs even exist, or back out there, the one at the rear of the room. Or we go speak to Mark or more. Uh, at the bar, Mark slams back his scotch, puts the glass on the table and goes, Right, fellas, I'll see you all later. And he kind of like stumbles out, out of, the, out of the archway at the back of the room. It's a pleasure meeting you, fellas. And saunters off into the hallway and turns the corner outside. So he's going... Um, the other door, the only other door that isn't the stairs door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going out the archway in the back of the room. Nero's going to stand up and rush towards the bar to have a look for sort of any evidence of Hotel Broadalbin. No, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any evidence of, there's no coasters, no branded equipment or anything. No? Okay. Um, Technology-wise, it all seems like it should be 1930s, 1920s, 1930s. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Head back to Nero, downs his vodka, gets about halfway through before he just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, grabs him on the shoulder and gives him a bit of a um, Nero, uh, Gonzo, squeeze on the shoulder and says, Which way do you want to go? Into the fire or back home for a night? I think we just. Uh... Let's just make sure the way back home works. And then on the note that the map, the hand drawn map, there was something else. It said uh, there was a name. It said go to the parlour and then to I'm sure I tap my head and thought like Mr. Mr. something, Mr. Castain, Castain, something. So if there's a character that I've written uh, someone we can meet. Maybe we need to go find out what's going on up there. Right. Let's. You're. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, we need. We do need to make sure that our only way out works. Um. He looks at his watch. Um. What time is it? Um. I can't remember. It was. It was night time, wasn't it? I think we said like you're it was up here. nine or ten. Yeah. Let's go with ten o'clock. Okay. Um, so he looks at his watch and he says I think we need to make sure we're out of here before sunrise okay otherwise we might be trapped here for a whole night or day 
you know what I mean? Got you. Yeah, no, I think that's that's clever. And I'm just going to look at my, my watch and sort of like mental, make a mental note of the time. So you've got the archway out the back. You've got the door back into the McAllister building. They've got the bar and you've also got the bookcase. I'm just going to check that the door down to the stairs opens up to the to the stairs to the McAllister. So just open it up very briefly and have a look. Yeah, you open it up and it looks like the stairs back down to the third floor of the McAllister building. Cool. Uh, Nero turns back, looks at Gonzo and just gives a nod. Like a, we're good. Nice. Okay, I'll um, I'll see off my scotch and um, pop it down the bar and then just gesture towards the other door. Um, as Nero's walking from the stairs door to the archway, he's just going to walk past the bookcase and just have a quick look, see if anything jumps out. We've got a lot, a lot of information about this um, architect. We've got a lot of names floating around. He's just wondering if anything uh, jumps out. I'll tell you what. Roll a d6. Okay. Three. Three. You do notice one uh, title on here. Or one book, sorry. It's called Maud Goes to the Masked Ball. Um, and it's a thin, hardcover children's book. Sparsely told, but illustrated by like lavish colour pictures. And a girl named Maud becomes lost in an unnamed city. Maud enters an ironworks where she meets an old man named Ambrose. He fashions her a clockwork masks, mask that moves and smiles. Then, in exchange for giving her voice to Mr. Wilde, Maud gets an invitation to the masquerade. At the ball, she is pursued by a strange prince in gold wearing a white mask. The last page is a colour plate where the prince has removed his mask, but the top half of the picture has been ripped off and the revealed face cannot be seen. Maud looks shocked. And as you, um... Oh, shit. Don't look at that. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't look at it! Not looking at it. Not looking, not looking. I can't delete messaging. There it is. It's yep. hidden, right? Hidden. Let me just try again. It's it's not a massive, massive spoiler, but it's just something that you don't need to see, really. There was a potential to see some uh, behind the curtain stuff going on there. Ooh. Behind the kimono. I actually have a male kimono upstairs. Do you? How is it? Yeah, bought from Japan. Ooh. Is it short? No, it's long, but it's like it's way too long for me. But I bought it because I was in Japan. Nice. Oh. You just wear it for like general chilling. <laughs> I've never worn it once. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, sure. You wear it for wear it for Liz all the time, do you? Um, as you take that book out, Maud goes to the masked ball. Another book flutters out of the bookcase and drops onto the floor. And if you look at roll 20, it's on there. Oh, shit. Oh, it's, it's got the same symbol as the dancing person and the same sign that was hidden behind the hand-drawn map of the McAllister. On the wall. In... Mm. Damn, son. It does. You want a sanity for that? No. Oh. Don't ask him for it. Hey, I mean, I'm kind of expecting these now, so I feel like Agent Gonzo would also be expecting these. 
obviously, as I pick it up, I'm going to look inside. You're going to look inside? Of course, yeah. You open the book and the title page says, Leroy Anjon. Could you please roll sanity for me, Jordan? Agent Nero. 25 under 60. Oof. Five of these rolls. Okay. Um, I'm going to shield it from Gonzo in the in a sense of protecting him. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've all, I think we've both probably come to the, the realisation that, you know, there's a potential for corruption. But he's just going to say the words. I don't, I don't remember my all-level GCSE, uh, my all-level French, sorry. But do, do you recognise this? Is it, it, might, it might be French, it might be Italian, I don't know. Le Roy Anjon? And he spells it out. Yeah, Gonzo, you'll definitely know it. It's, it. it says the king in yellow. Yeah. Nice. I'll, uh, be like... It's actually a transcript of a, of a play. It's not It's not like a like a novel or anything. It's a transcript of a play. I'll, uh, I'll relay that back to you. I'll be like, oh, that's, uh... This means the, the king in yellow in French. It's, um... Hang on a minute. Do you mind if I, uh... Have I take a look at that? Yeah, he yeah, pass it over. Uh, Have a peek. Nice. Am I okay just to sort of flick through the pages, just trying to get a gist of the story? Can you roll sanity for me, please? I know exactly where this is going. Is this going to be what I heard in the part? 17 under. Okay. Oh, wait, that's a freaking... No, 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 no. That was a D20. 51 under. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost going to come under. Um, Ed, you're, Ed, sorry, you're, um, your first one was a D20 as well. Oh, it was. I pressed the wrong flipping button. You know what? Let's retroactively roll. Okay, so that one was a pass, but the first one was 68 over 57. Play. Do you just want to, do you just want to give it a quick flip through? Uh, yeah. Just, just give it a little, just quick, you know, skim through, read a couple of sentences of each page, and just see if there's anything jumping out. Okay. You take a few minutes. The gist, I guess, would be, um, I'll read a little bit here. The King in Yellow begins as a story about the members um, of a royal family from a city or land named Yatil on the eve of an invasion, but also a great masquerade, where it is rumoured slash foretold that the realm's new king will arrive. Um, and they seem rather preoccupied on the uh, about the party rather than the invasion of the city. Um, and it's kind of written in Shakespearean English. Um, it seems quite old. Um, it's made of two acts. Uh, the second act is... You, you can't really make sense of it just flicking through. Uh, something happens in the second act. It all goes a bit weird at the end. You'd have to sit down and properly read it to to understand what's going on. Okay, nice. Um, but I don't recognise it as the play that I heard in High Park. Without look, without reading the whole thing, you can't be sure. Yeah. I would okay. say, oh, you know, you're only skimming it, aren't you? So. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll relay the gist of the book. I'm back into Nero. But that's it. Okay. You taking are it with we, uh, Are we keeping this? Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. 
I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put it in my back pocket. Right, right then. We better, we've lost a bit of time there. We better, we better scarper behind that, that archway. Uh, we head head towards the um, the back of the room, um, trying to be as silent as possible. Okay. You get to the archway that. But not sorry, but not look like we're sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's only you two in the room, so. <laughs> yeah, in that room. Yeah. You get to uh, the archway, um, and it you can have a look through. Uh, it looks like a corridor with lots of rooms that runs down the left and the right hand side and then they, they run down and at the end of them they also split left and right do you see what I mean? Uh, yes like a corridor and he turned left yep well uh, whispering to Gonzo well I can only assume that um, you know these are hotel rooms really we need to find an elevator don't we or head down to a basement steps or something Basement was the only was what was on that that head of paper. Uh, and you're and you're right. We need to find this Mr. Castian or something. I'll nod. Yeah, uh, good plan. Wait, I guess we know where the stairs are in our world. Do you reckon they're in the same place in this world? Maybe same designer. Let's let's head that way. So we head to the uh, the right. Towards uh, where the basement might be. Okay, you head right and you head down the corridor, uh, just all the way to the bottom. At the end of the corridor, you look left and right, and it's just more corridors that stretch either side. So almost like a maze. Yeah. Is it in any way eerie, or is it just a, does it seem like a shitload of rooms? Um, it's quiet. Huh. Doesn't follow the same floor plan then as the uh, the McAllister. No, no, no. And no doors. Oh yeah, sorry. There's doors. Um, there's doors like like a hotel where there's doors on either side running all the way down the corridors. Yeah. Before we uh, before we get lost, um, fuck it. I may as well just picks a random door. Let's say it's the end of the corridor. Okay. End of the. Pick a random door and knock. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's no answer. No answer. I'm a. I'm going to look at you after you've done that and say, "Look, I've had a thought, and I think I know what you're going to say, but do you want to take a look outside? Outside where? So if we're, if we're truly, in, in the past." Then, don't you just want to just peek your head out and see what's going on? I mean, that guy acted all friendly, but look at what we're wearing, look at what we have. We're, we're not from this time, obviously. And uh, you know, if, we're, if we do live to go home, I kind of want to see, see outside. Are there any windows for us to look outside? No! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Son, where are we going to look? There's no windows. I mean, it's a hotel, right? It has to be a door somewhere. You're surrounded by doors. I mean, a door out of this place, not a door just into... You know you know what I mean? There has to be a front door to this hotel. Yeah, the stairs. 
I don't think this is your standard hotel. For all we know, this Brodelbin Hotel has been built by this maniac with some demonic help to keep his uh, to keep these children that he drowned or squirreled him away to save him from something else. Who knows? I sort of just like scratch my head. Like, oh, I forgot about the reality of this. But, alright, fine, let's just keep looking. Right, so we came from the left. And we got to the end and there's just more fucking hallway. Should we head left? Have a look there? I mean, your guess is as good as mine at this point. Uh, as you're discussing this, you turn around to where you came from, from the archway of the smoking room, um, and it's disappeared. And the corridor doesn't have any doors in it, but it has a single window about halfway down. This reminds me of The Shining. <laughs> this is some Shining shit right here. <laughs> Instinctively, Nero walks towards that window. Slowly, like, looking around and focused as well on it. And he, I imagine he feels it getting further and further away as he walks towards it. <laughs> You walk up to it and it's got, um, it's got like blinds, shuttered blinds. The little toggle on the side, if you'd like to pull that. Is Gonzo with me? I am with you. And I'm almost excited at the idea of looking into the past. <laughs> Go on, son, you pull the blind. And I will, uh, I'll reach my hand out, grab it and give it a, a smooth but firm yank. <laughs> a smooth but firm yank. Blinds go up. And instead of the outside world, the window shows an almost impossible view of an endless expanse of rooms. The window opens on to a living room, whose windows open onto dining rooms, and a lounge, and a bedroom, and so on and so on. But you can't see outdoors. Can you both roll sanity for me, please? One of these sanity rolls is going to get me. Kind of... Scary, Ooh. thinking that there might not be an outdoors. Yeah, six. this hits me. Six under 60. Fuck, okay. man. 90 over 57. Yep. What would you like to do? Do I uh, take any damage, by the way, to my sand? No. Oh, shit. He's getting, getting, he's getting all the good rolls on the way. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna like my. I'm just gonna get like that sinking feeling in my gut, and I'm just gonna realize that we're fucked. I'm just gonna like cold sweat turn, turn to Nero. Like, we need to get out of this place. <laughs> Nero um grabs your hand, and just squeezes it, and he can feel perspiration coming through his shirt. That sort of clammy feeling. Mm. Um, and he just starts to step backwards, almost dragging you, looking around and almost feeling very, well, feeling very claustrophobic. Mm. Like the walls are coming in on him, even if they're not. Feeling like um, wherever he goes, he sees the same decor. And out of Mom's interest... closing what- in! What was the decor of those endless expansive rooms? Was it similar decor to the hotel? Yeah. Yeah. 
We uh, we we need to we need to find a way out. We need to we need to find a door. We need to find a window. We we need to find a hatch, some stairs. We need to break down a fucking wall. Kick in the doors. You've done jujitsu, and you you you're a fighting machine. We need to break down one of them doors and get through. Can we see a door? I thought you're the one that passed it, check. I should be the one freaking out. <laughs> there's hey, not a, there's not a door in this hallway. The only thing in this hallway is the window, right? Um, if you look back the direction you came at the end of the corridor, that's now just a, a dead end. Looking mm. the other way, you can see there's another split at the end of the at the end of the corridor that goes left and right. Okay. Yeah, he might he might not have uh, failed his sanity roll, but it's uh, I think it's a reasonable response to think I'm stuck in this world. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, that's that's fair. Okay, I'm gonna look at you sort of wide-eyed, like, okay, we either go down the door, down down the hallway, down the hallway, or through the window. And I'm just gonna start knocking um, on the window. This is like almost like feel how thick the glass is. Yeah, that's a good point. Is it you know smashable? You're knocking on on the window in front of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Agent Gonzo, you knock on the on the window, uh, and it shatters. Oh fuck! Almost like the sugar glass they use in in film and TV. You know where it's just just like breakable fake glass. It yeah. shatters and all falls to the floor, and there's just a wall on the other side. Can you roll sanity for me, please? Oof, fifty nine over fifty seven. Okay. Fuck. I'm just gonna like run my hands <laughs> through my hair and take a step back and then just look at you, like my eyes sort of wide, like corridor. Then uh, can we climb through the window? No, there's, there's just a wall, wall there. It. Oh, so sorry, you smashed the smashed the window and yeah. the images behind it then turned to a door once it smashed uh, yeah. a window. Sorry, a, a wall. Just the wall behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go this way, and we go to the the way that actually shows a, a way out, potentially. Cool, you go up to the top end of that corridor and there's a left and a right. Looking down each side, it's the, it's the same again, so rows of doors on each side, and then the corridor ends in a split left and right on both ends. Let's smash one down, yeah? Okay. One of them doors. Which one? Uh, anyone, just that one. Um, <laughs> right hand side, first door. Okay, you want to kick it down, Ed? Yep. I'll can, I, like a, can I assist a bit of stretch. him in any way? Um, roll. Just, uh, yeah, just, roll a, just roll a strength times five, Ed. I think that'll do. 50. Yeah, 86 over 50. You kick the door, uh, and you, you maybe hear a bit of shattering, but you also kind of shatter your ankle. Um and it oh, sprays God. and it fucking kills and you take one point of damage. Oh shit. Okay. I'll uh I'll i do that, I'll fall backwards. Just without like a bit of a scream like ah Fuck <laughs> fucking angle. Move out the way. And I'm gonna try the same but shoulder barge it. Okay. Eighty-three over fifty-five. <laughs> you do the same thing. Uh, smash yeah. into the door. Uh it does open. Uh, but you've you've seriously hurt your shoulder, and you also take one point of damage. Yes. <laughs> the door like bangs open, and it's an empty room apart from 
in the middle of the room, there's a medical table. And there's a man, maybe in his 30s, and he's tied down on this on this medical gurney. And he's, he's mumbling to he's mumbling to himself. You can't he can't see you, it seems. And he didn't seem like he heard the door coming down. Um we don't recognise this this fella. You don't recognise him, no. Can we make out anything that he's saying? No, he's just like mum literally like <laughs> I, Are you hurt are you hurt, son? Do you do you need a hand? Uh, who's who's that? Uh, um you know uh, I'm no, no no one in particular, but it looks like you. Are you Where are you in... from? Where are you from? Who sent you? No one sent us. No one sent us. <laughs> Do you, Do you need a hand? My name, my name is Michael Whitwer. I'm from MI5. I... And as he's saying it, the floor opens up from beneath him. The entire floor moves across, and the table starts to retract down into it. The bright light shines up from underneath. Um, the man is like overcome with fear and he starts screaming. He's like, ah, 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 and he's like down, down, down into the hole until the table completely disappears and there's just a black hole sitting in the middle of the room. That was. That. Michael. M- Michael Whitwer. That was him. His name. His name was on that ticket. Can you both roll sanity for me, please? Oh, God. 28 under 60. <laughs> 97 over. 97. 97. I am just silently staring at the hole in the floor. <laughs> and just don't hear anything that Nero is saying right now. Would you describe this as like an otherworldly place, almost inception, if we were to like imagine it? Things not quite making sense in the physicals, in a like a within the laws of physics. I mean, things certainly don't seem to make a lot of sense, but you're also kind of taking it in stride. Really? Speak for yourself. Anyway, I'm just uh, slowly just going. It all kind of does seem relatively, relatively normal. It definitely feels like a scene from The Shining, though. Yeah. <laughs> like when you, when they walked in that room and two bears were given head to a, mm. something else. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's in this a bear. There's a bear. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. in in this room, um, there's a medical gurney. Anything no, else? No, 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 no. The medical gurney is gone. Okay. So the whole up thing. It's a hole the in whole, the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the hole's the hole has now been covered, or there it's no nope, still there. there. Um. Gonzo, hold my hand. No, no, no. Terrible idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't, if, don't even think about I, it. If I feel like I'm going, I'm going to let go. No, how much do you weigh? Um, I don't know. That's a personal question, mate. Uh, are you expecting me to, to hold you above the Satan pole in the floor? Can't no, 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 no. no not, not above. I'm just going to you know, lean over. Lean over. Yeah, it edge towards it. Towards it. If, if I've got to pull you out, oh fuck it! I get on my hands and knees and, and um, crawl over to just peek my head over <laughs> the side. Okay. I'm uh, I'm gonna grab the back of your shirt, like the the base collar of your jacket, as you do that. <laughs> Looking into the hole, Agent Nero, you see 
a very distant, pale face with empty eye sockets looking back up at you from an impossible distance. Is this... So this is a giant face? No, it's a very small face. It's just very far away. Oh, I can just about make it out. Then boom! Two doors, like, swing up and close the hole. Can you roll sanity for me, please? Yeah. 64 over 60. <gasps> he stands up very fast. I told you not to look in that pissing hole. <laughs> right. I, I don't even know what to do. Um, is there anything in the room that we could um, use to open up more rooms? There's nothing. No? What do you think, Gonzo? But look, let's I feel just... like we're behind enemy lands. I mean, let's just, let's just stop and think. So, there's unlimited doors, and the door we came through is gone. But there's more doors for us to to find. There's, there's got to be a way back to the smoking room. It's, it's just, you know, the smoking room... The parlor, whatever we're calling it, that was that was at the top. Let's just go up. Let's just go as high as we can go up. But there's no stairs, mate. There's, uh, there's fine stairs. That's fine. Do we just go up? The goal is to go up. I think we need to find an elevator. That, that's just. If if she's if she if she came here, Abigail. Is it Abigail or Alice? I get confused. Uh, Operation Alice, Abigail. If Abigail came here, maybe this this map was there to get out. I think we need to find a basement. So yeah, let's find a, either an elevator or a, a set of stairs. Let's just fucking run. No, I'll, I'll, I'll just nod, but I'll be like, but we stick together. Uh, let's stick together. Um, so we leave the room and then just head in which direction? He's still a bit shaken, so he's just like, which way? Right. Right? Yep, so we just, we're just we running, specifically looking stairs or an elevator. If we come to a T-junction, just essentially give us options. Okay, you turn right out of the room. Uh, you're walking up to the T-junction in the, at the end of the corridor. And a figure rounds the corner. And he's a young, young Caucasian man, um, in quite dated clothing. Perhaps a little bit later than what you've been seeing, so maybe 40s or 50s. And he rounds the corner and he's smiling and laughing as if involved in a conversation with someone. Uh, but you can't, you can't really make out what he's saying. Um, and he walks past you. But as he walks, or as he, sorry, as he passes by you, he like transforms. His skin goes sallow and pale except for his face, which becomes purple and swollen. His eyes turn up and bulge white, then burst red, and a ghost rope pulls at his neck in a noose, and it appears to lift off the ground and dangle. When he's clear of you, he he reverts back in the same way, becoming the youth again. But as he passes, you clearly hear him say, The ballroom? What did you want to show me? You can both roll sanity for me. 
82 over 60. 76 over 57. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, so he what turns? He turns into a essentially like a a ghost as he walked past us, and then back into a human, a, a physical form. After. Not a ghost. He was transforming into something that looked like he was been hung, been hanged. Okay. Right, because he's like a like a rope was like pulling his neck up, and his face went all purple and swollen, and then. He like lifts off the ground and dangles a little bit, but then when he when he's past you, he goes woof. It reverts back to normal. Yeah, Christ. As if it was his final position in life, and then hmm. maybe the ballroom. How the fuck are we gonna find? We can't find a way out of this corridor. How are we gonna find a ballroom? Do we even so want to find a ballroom? <laughs> I think we would have found any room that's not this corridor. Right. Which way did he come from? Let's go that way. He came in front of you and to the right, yeah. Yeah, so we'll do the same. You turn the corridor... Um, oh, sorry. You turn right uh, into the corridor. And again, just an endless expanse of rooms kind of stretches in front of you. Shall we continue? I was nod. Oh, yeah, we continue down. Okay. On your way down the hallway, you hear like a tinkling of a of a music box. Something rounds round the corner and it's it's a small mechanical contraption. It's like a little it's like a ball that rolls, and on top of the ball is sitting like it's almost like a figure of a child. Um, oh god. It rolls it rolls slowly towards you. And it stops in front of you. Um, and its mouth like clacks open and shut. And then on its back is it's like an envelope. I'm just gonna spit a look at Nero that is like Oh, don't take the fucking envelope. <laughs> does this does this mechanical ball look anything like um but basically, my first thought was when you said mechanical ball was the clockmaker in that book, um, the children's book. Do, the, do the, any of the pictures remind me of? Yeah, of, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. And the painting that we found in the basement of the not a monkey boy dancing. Does this figure resemble that character at all? No. That was a okay. human boy clown. This is a <laughs> mechanical clockwork thing. It's okay. tiny as well. It's, it comes up to your knee. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. still terrifying, but yeah. You will. I'll, uh... And it whirls round. Nero walks up to it and says, uh, well, what might you be then? As he bends down to pick up the envelope. One of his arms whirls around and like seems to point at the envelope. He picks up the envelope and he, with his right hand and with his left hand, he stops the device. If that's possible. You can put your hand on it, yeah. Is it heavy enough to pick up? Sorry, light enough to pick up? Uh, you cannot pick it up. Ugh. Is that through too heavy or some other forces at play? It just it just feels like don't. you can't pick it up from the ground. Okay. I'm just going to shout over like, don't pick it up. <laughs> The envelope is a finely pressed vellum 
very thick, nice, fancy paper. And it's addressed to Ian Frederick de Craig, prisoner 125101. First of all, de Craig, a fantastic surname. <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, as you're looking like, your name's not actually Ian, <laughs> is it? No, if it was Ian, I would have literally shat myself. <laughs> we just watched the floor swallow a screaming man, and <laughs> seeing your own name is what would have made you shit yourself. If I'm honest, I think I've seen worse than a, some light screaming, uh, st- eating a screaming man. Oh, did I mention he was from the future? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, this, uh... Ian, do we do we recognise an Ian at all? Or the... I'm gonna get my little notepad out and flick through. It's like it's not in my notes. You you haven't come across an Ian to create yeah. before, no. And what's going on with this automaton as we're sort of reading this? Is it still staying there? It's there, yeah. Great use of automaton, by the way. Shall we? Okay, let's just let's just open it. Open what? Sorry. Oh, it's not, oh, it's not an envelope. Oh, sorry. It's, yes, it's it a is. Note. Sorry, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we open it. As we as I open it, I say, forgive me, Ian. <laughs> the note reads, Join us at the palace, a masquerade to celebrate the new king. Come to dine, come to dance, come. Have you still got that book? And then I'll whip the book out. And like, oh boy. <laughs> um, I think... <laughs> I think maybe we need to uh, to read this to read this before we do anything else. There's a there's something going on, and if we know the plot of the book, maybe it's just going to give us a little bit of a heads up. I think you're right. I think we need to get into a room, you know, just away from these monstrosities, and then, for all we know, there might be a map in there or a description of how to get there. So, shall we just? Try all these doors and walk in. As you're discussing what to do, the clockwork child mouth um, it like clicks open and clacks closed, uh, and it breaks free from your grasp and whizzes off down the hallway and gets to the end of the hallway and turns left and disappears. And just as it disappears, two people run across the opening at the end of the hallway, and it's quite sudden. You couldn't really see them properly, but then a moment later. They're followed by three men in large, like, odd-looking gas masks, and they're carrying shotguns. Oh, for fuck's sake. And after they cross out of sight, there's distant... And we'll pick it up there next time. What is this? Things are getting weird, aren't they, boys? Why couldn't we just catalogue all the books and say there was nothing nothing weird? (laughs) And quietly leave. (laughs) <laughs> Could you imagine this game if it just did everything correctly? But, oh, that's odd. <laughs> the end. Thank you for listening. For more information on Delta Green, visit delta-green.com. Music and sound effects provided by pixabay.com. Additional music very kindly provided by Cryo Chamber. Please check them out at cryochamber.bandcamp.com. <laughs>